growing up is, is hard for everybody and you don't know what somebody else is going through in their right. life too, you know? So, exactly. uh, I look back, there's no, there's no hate, there's no anger or anything mm -hmm. like that. It's uh, something I had to go through to shape who I am and I'm, I'm happy how I turned out. Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of the Bad Times Good Stories Podcast, the 100th episode of the Bad Times Good Stories Podcast. My name is Joe Flanders. I am as thrilled today as I was the first day I released an episode of the show. Uh, I'm happy to be with you. If you are new to the show and you're here, thanks to my guest, Jinx, a.k.a. Jeremy Ferguson, the one of the guitarists of Black Veil Brides, among many other things that he is up to. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, every week, I talk with a guest about an awkward, embarrassing, or straight-up bad time from their life that they're able to laugh about and hopefully have learned from and uh, have moved, been able to sort of rise above. And uh, those of you who have been here for 100 episodes or 50 or 10 or 5, welcome back. I'm very happy to have you here. And uh, yeah, happy to share with you today's episode with Jinx. We talk about sort of his uh, upbringing in Iowa and um, sort of not fitting in, which I think is a theme for a lot of musicians and, and rock musicians. And really the, the crux of the conversation that I wanted to talk about and what I was interested in was just the fact that I think a lot of musicians were not cool, quote unquote, growing up. And, uh, you know, they had their, their, their issues and challenges, maybe were bullied. And then they become the definition of cool by being in a rock band and performing in front of thousands of people and being on the cover of magazines. And it's just, uh, it's something that, uh, I've always wanted to talk about with, with rock stars and I, uh, had the chance to with Jinx. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, give us that five stars on iTunes. We're up to 59 five-star ratings. So Give us that one more and we'll get to 60 and then we can start all over again and get to 70 and 80, you know, you get it. Um, but thank you to the people who have done so, so far. I really appreciate it. It just helps us book guests and all that good stuff. You can email me at bad times, good stories, podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show, share your own bad times, and you can check out bad times, good stories, pod.com for past episodes, 100 episodes. Uh, merch and a link to the Patreon page so you can support me and the show if you are so inclined to do so. Um, I generally skip through introductions on the podcast I listen to, so I'm not going to wax poetic about 100 episodes right now. I just want to say that uh, it's been a, a really fun process for me. Uh, it is a lot of work, but I really enjoy chatting with somebody every week, and uh, it means a lot that uh, you guys enjoy it. And so uh, at the end of my conversation with Jinx, I actually talked with Andrew Porter, who uh, created the show with me. He was my co-host uh, for the first like 48 episodes, I think, and then uh, kind of went off and, uh, you know, doing it solo now. So we talk about about that and sort of the the um, genesis of the show and all that good stuff. So if you're interested in that, stick around. Uh, we talk. I talk with Andrew after I talk with Jinx. That's all I've got for now. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jinx. Have 
you ever tried these in Trader Joe's? No, I haven't. Oh my god, so good. Like you can try it if you want, but so uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Let me guess. Mm. I mean, I I drink straight coffee, black, but it's it's that's uh, pretty good. It does the trick, man. I, I call it huh. my my brown bullet, like not silver bullet, but my, you know, it's like my if I just need like a um a pick me up. Yeah. In the afternoon, this is it, man. I drink one of these, and I'm just like buzzing the rest of the day. So. I got to be honest, I've never been drawn to cold brew because i feel like it enhances it really brings out the flavor the coffee the flavor of coffee yeah which i'm not crazy i like it i just like it hot okay because it just tastes hot and not like coffee sure sure but that's actually very good yeah it's actually got a flavor to it it does yeah yeah huh i may have to look into that yeah Yeah. you mind closing the cabinet (laughs) not at all you know it's very professional uh yeah sure shoot here from my kitchen How's it going with you? Oh, it's going great, man. Going great. Uh, you know, my wife and I just adopted a new little furry, furry friend. That's uh, exciting. L- l- little poodle mix. Um, his name is Jagger, and we just love him. So. Oh yeah, I saw you posting that about that on social media. Yeah. Yep. Jagger's yep. got his own Instagram page. He's right? got his own Instagram page, <laughs> Jagger the Pooh, and uh, yeah, he's just fitting, just just right in with our little family. So, um, we love him. Has that been any? Because you had cat, you have cats, right? Yep. So what's yep. Been, what's the big adjustment from cat to dog? Well, so we we've had uh, two cats uh, for the last decade. Uh, you know, Mao and Orange Cat. And Orange Cat, unfortunately, just passed away about a month ago. Sorry. And uh, yeah, it was it was really hard. Um, you know, he'd been sick for a while, and uh, you know, he finally finally went, and and uh, we took a little time. But, you know. We, um, my wife wanted a dog for a while and we finally, uh, decided to go look in, in some no kill shelters in, in LA and, and, uh, we found him, he was a rescue. Um, they found him in South LA. He'd been, you know, his hair was all matted and uh, he was flea ridden. He had a tick and, you know, just all, mm-hmm. uh, they, they brought him in. They took really good care of him and, uh, we went and saw him on Sunday and just fell instantly in love. So it's, it was love at first sight and he's just fitting so well with our with our household, so it's a good and, feeling, and he gets we, along uh, with Mal, which is great. Well, so, that's yeah. yeah so that, yeah, that was the, yeah, the, the main thing. Dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a while back, when we were filming the Andy show at the studio, we we did it at. Um, we found uh, Andy found a, a stray, and mm-hmm. uh, it was matted and everything else. And then we ended up like taking it to uh, like a dog barber. What what word am I looking for? It's not a groomer. A, a groomer. groomer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Clearly, sure. I have yeah. a lot of experience uh, with these things. Uh-huh. Um, and then we ended up, uh, we named him uh, Ed Chang after a billboard we saw for a lawyer, and it was just fun to call a dog Ed Chang. Sure. Yeah. And then uh, we ended up like my girlfriend's sister, my girlfriend's brother-in-law's brother now owns this dog in Arizona. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, My sister's girlfriend's brother's yeah, aunt's, yeah. aunt's cousin's, uh, cousin's father's but yeah. roommate mm-hmm. in college. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and she'll, they'll send pictures sometimes. And like, ah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they need to keep the name. No, I was going to say, do they keep the name? Okay. Yeah. Cause that's, that's a funny name. It really funny is. Names, I like, love funny dog names. Right. So, yeah. yeah it's human dog names. Right. I'm a big fan of it. Yep. Just so that way you could like not tell people any context. which is like, Oh, I got to get home and right. let Ed Chang out. You know, yep. you yep. probably got a shit. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <So I'm> like, <laughs> sure. Who the hell is this roommate that they have? Yeah. Ed Chang? Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, so, yeah, so congratulations. We named, we, oh, thank you. Yeah, we named him Jagger because, well, he's got, I know you see, he has an underbite. He's got a face like Jagger, and, and, he, and he has a swagger like Jagger. I mean, it's just the way he walks, and it's like, oh, man, okay, Jagger, that's his name. We wanted, like, a cool, like, music rock and roll name for him, and, you know, we thought about it for a minute, and it was like, oh, that's it, Jagger. So, and it just fits. Well, that's terrific. Yep. Um, it's on my mind because it's, I'm working on it right now. I'm currently editing something for a a pickup artist, I think. It's okay. some job I found online. And uh, I was hesitant to do it because I just assume all of these people are snake oil salesmen, you know? Okay, sure. Uh, where it's just... I mean, he doesn't label himself as a pickup artist. I guess it's more of like, you know, by... Uh, Bringing out your confidence in life, it will then attract women. I see. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I think I'm having a hard time with it because I bought one of these at high school, like from some other dude. Okay. It was like a binder about like, you know, I God, I wish I could remember the name of it. But I'm just like imagining like, am I editing this like to the 18 year old version of, of me? Of yourself. Like, yeah. Why don't right. I have a girlfriend? <laughs> I'm popular. I have friends. Right. Uh, right. And uh, so I'm curious. Um, how was dating and stuff for you in high school? Well, okay. So on that subject, my, my wife and I just went to uh, Des Moines, where I, I grew up, Des Moines, Iowa, uh, to, mostly to visit family. And then also, uh, you know, I spent a couple of weeks there uh, just reconnecting with where I came from, which I think is really important. I, and I, I can't emphasize enough, first of all, like... Uh, first of all, uh, I can't emphasize enough how, how important it is to travel, see the world, uh, experience different cultures, and and just just educate yourself. But also, don't forget where you came from. You got to go back and uh, you know just just remember where you know how you grew up and where you came from. Um, family is so important. You know, there, there's been times in my life where I've I've uh, disconnected with certain members of my family and whatever. You know, life is too short. You yeah. have to. You know, relationships with people, especially your family, family blood, it's, it's so important. And you just have to, uh, you know, spend as much time with them as you can because you just, you know, I mean, life is just too short. So totally agree. getting that time is very precious to me. And, and uh, but uh, on that note, you know, I got to, to go back um, and uh, just kind of revisit some of my old haunts in, in Des Moines, Iowa. Yeah. And uh, man, uh, remembering like my days in high school. My, okay, so here's the thing: in high school, I, I was—I mean, I was a bit of a nerd. Big shock. Uh, <laughs> I still am. Uh, but you know, I—I I was just out of place. Okay, it, you know, Iowa. Not, nothing against people there or anything, but it's just very like. I don't know. You're just expected to be macho, work on cars, and uh, you know, your your aspirations in life are to like graduate and. Uh, you know, knock a girl up and then get a job at like John Deere or something, sure. you know, yeah. it's like, have a family. I, I, yeah. Thing, and that, yeah. that's, that's just kind of the lifestyle and, and the expectations, you know, as far as like be excelling in, in music or, or, uh, uh, I mean, doing what I ended up doing, uh, right. it's just, just not realistic. And I always hated that word realistic and I'd be realistic. I'm like, uh, and you know, and, and, and eventually I knew that staying there wasn't, the end game for me. I was yeah. like, I had to get out and, and all that. But that being said, you know, as I was still trying to find myself in, in high school, like, so I, I associated with all of like the, uh, the introverts, the, uh, the bookworms, the, the, uh, I, I guess nerds, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. but, but the outcasts, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I dressed in all black, uh, wore Metallica shirts, whatever. I played guitar. Sure. There was that, that edge to me, but, uh, but that, you know, I didn't associate with 
the cool kids or the we call them the, the preppy kids, you know, the popular kids, whatever. I just did not relate. I was not into sports, not in any of that. And uh, so, you know, when I we'd hang out in the cafeteria, my, my, my friends, my group of friends, we'd just all kind of congregate together and just nerd out on whatever book we were reading or what, you know, whatever it was, or comic book or what. What were and, some of those things oh, uh, that you would have been nerding out on? I, I mean, like, okay, so let's see. Uh, Back in those days, I was really obsessed with there. Like, there were certain movies that we were all obsessed with, right? Like Interview with the Vampire, The Crow. Um, so I was kind of into this like gothic culture, and then my friends were kind of getting into Marilyn Manson that was coming up at that time. And you know, so I went to my like first mid to late nineties. Yeah, mid to late nineties. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and uh, yeah, I think I was like fourteen. I went to my first Marilyn Manson concert, and I was just like, oh, okay, this is what rock and roll is now. This is cool, you know, because growing up with like Motley Crue and Kiss and uh, Led Zeppelin, you know, and all that. And it, it when the nineties hit, and I wasn't really into Nirvana and all that, um, but then Marilyn Manson came along and it was like, oh, okay, now there's an the theatricality. Yeah, back. exactly, yeah. exactly. Putting on a show, and I, w- I was really into that. My friends were really into that, um, and uh, but in in Des Moines, uh, there really wasn't a scene. I you know I went to that Marilyn Manson concert, and there were just all these protesters out there with uh, signs, <laughs> you know, and I and I thought that was cool. That was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. this is like you know, these, these Christian- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and. Uh, but other than that, you know, uh, we, we didn't really have much of a scene music-wise. We had this place called Harry Mary's in, in downtown Des Moines. It was just this little shithole, man. It was just this tiny little little place. And uh, I would sneak in there with my friends, and we'd, we'd see... I mean, I, you know, that's where I saw Slipknot for the first time. I think cool. at the time they were like a five-piece, you know. But yeah. uh, and, and, and the music, you know, what they were playing at the time, I, I couldn't really make heads or tails of it, but they, they were wearing the masks, and it was... It was it was insane, you know, and, and place would just fill up, and and uh, uh, them and uh, the Rejects, um, it's another band, you know, and, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and it was just like punk rock, and so we had that at least, and then, um, but as a teen, you know, we didn't really have much else of an outlet, you know, or a music scene or anything like that. We had uh, this place called Billy Joe's Picture Show, and um, when I discovered that, uh, you know, I yeah, I was yeah, I'm well into my teens, like fourteen, fifteen, whatever, and uh, it. Was, uh, I started going to that religiously on Friday nights because they would host, um, uh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, Billy Joe's Picture Show. They would have um, Rocky, Horror. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. yeah. Every Friday night. And uh, so, and uh, I, I didn't really, I didn't grow up with Rocky Horror Picture Show as a, yeah. as a thing. You know, it's like it wasn't a, a staple in my household. Sure. I discovered it around the same time you did. Yeah. So, like right, right. And um, yeah, so I started going to that and realizing it was like this kind of cult phenomenon, right? Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, my friends, well, my friends that I started meeting, the people I started meeting there, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they, they would dress in you know, full on drag or, or, you know, costumes. And I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. You know, and I was getting into, you know, putting on the eyeliner and, and, and doing myself up. I got to a point where I was like going to Rocky Horror every Friday in full drag. Right. And for the audience, that's what <laughs> is accepted. I mean, like, that's what people do. Right. They dress up. Yeah. They like yeah. sing along with all the, you know, it's a very much like a, uh, sing-along experience yes yeah 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 you, you participate and and uh there was just something about that that I, I just felt like uh this community that i could belong to and i could just just go all out and it, at the time too i was so i i just broken up with my at the time my long term my first long time relationship when you're when you're that young you know you think yeah. oh man your first serious relationship right how long was and, it? It, and it just well it was like seven months or sure. something you yeah. know and uh you know, we broke up and, and, you know, so sad. And it was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get my confidence back and I'm going to figure out who I am. And, um, 
Yeah, and uh, at the time, so I, I had really long blonde hair. Okay, okay. believe it or not, like I, <laughs> before I started, you know, chopping my hair off and and, and uh, dyeing it black, um, I had really long blonde hair. Uh, uh, you know, like I say, I was really into the interview with the vampire. I loved, um, you know, Brad Pitt. And the, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it was That's just like, look. yeah, and uh, I, you know, I thought it was the coolest with you know the long blonde hair and I like, dressing up in, uh, like. Um, like Baroque clothes, you know, from the 1700s. And, you know, that, that was cool yeah. you know, to me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I think we just discovered Hot Topic at that time as yeah. well. So yep. uh, anyway, you know, I... <laughs> and um, so, in, but I, I would sneak out of the house. Like my mom would be in bed by that time or whatever. So it's like 10 o'clock. Rocky Horror would come on at like midnight. Yeah, I was going to so, say. Yeah, it was, it was like a midnight showing every Friday. And I would go there, and then we would uh, we would continue on the party afterwards. And I mean, this is like pre like I couldn't drink at this age, you know, it was mm-hmm. before I was twenty one. So uh, it was all we had. And we go to this place called Perkins down the street, and and sure. we go That's there, right. and I, you know, I'd be hanging out like I I don't know, I'd be dressed in like a top hat and a, <laughs> uh, coattails or something, and you know, my eyeliner, and uh, I had this like at the time I was like smoking clove cigarettes out of a uh, cigarette holder and you know I'd order like French press coffee French silk pie French fries everything French right <laughs> and you know we'd have this long table of all of this cast of characters that came from Rocky and and uh, we just thought we were just the coolest we, you know that was it um, <laughs> that had to feel really good to just feel like you found your people right you know? exactly yeah uh, and I'm laughing partially because I feel like there's just and not to belittle anybody who might be doing this right now, but there's like a high school playbook. Yeah, Because exactly. like what you're doing, my version of that was I would get like, I remember I got a shirt from Hot Topic, but it was like, it said word to your mother and it was in like felt or something. Like I yeah. went the more goofy route and I would wear like Care Bear slippers and flannel pajamas out. Sure. Like that yeah. was my version of your Baroque attire. You right, know? Like, right. But I, yeah. was, I spoke to black and milds. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, that was my like rebellion, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's why I'm laughing because it's just, you know, it seems most people have a version of this. <gasps> right. Or at least the people that I talk to and who are artists of any kind and, you know. Exactly. Anyway, so yeah. that's why I was laughing. But yeah. So, so anyway, um, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I found that this, I, I found my, my community and my people I could belong to. And I, and I was meeting girls going to, you know, yeah. dressing up as a girl and then, you know, <laughs> and, uh, it, it was working for me like really well. And I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, but, uh, man, it, it was really funny. So I, like I said, I was going to this religiously every Friday night, every week. And, and I didn't really suspect, cause I didn't necessarily run into friends from high school or friends that yeah, I grew up with. Right. Yeah. Or suspect that they would even find this place right, it wasn't you know it wasn't yeah. yeah it wasn't really on the radar and it was a completely separate group than anyway uh long story short um i'm there one night and this is a full-blown drag right i, I mean i'm wearing this like pleather dress and fishnets and my my hair's all done up and earrings and uh you know and just like i you know I was a little prettier back then, you know, and I, I could pull it off and, and, uh, um, <laughs> a handsome woman, <laughs> you know, I was a handsome woman. And, uh, so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm there, we're, 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 we're watching the movie and then just, you know, doing the, the act and everything. And, and, um, I didn't realize like one of my good buddies, one of my nerdy buddies, <laughs> we're just going to, let's call him John. Okay. okay. I don't want to. Yeah. So, so my buddy, John, uh, it just happens to come to Rocky one night, right? And uh, just out of the blue, whatever. This is a friend from school? Yeah, a friend from school. One of my my friends from school that I'd hang out with in, in, you know, the introvert party would hang out in the the book club, (laughs) you know? And uh, 
So anyway, I, you know, I'm just getting into the act, whatever. Uh, I didn't realize the whole time, the whole night, he's checking me out, right? And just like, and he, I, he he's not gay or anything. He's completely straight. Yeah. And and uh, straight laced. Um, you know, I mean, just not. I I didn't. I wouldn't expect this guy to even come to something like this. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he was just trying to find himself too. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so. He's checking me out all night, and finally, you know, I'm just I'm sitting at a table and you know smoking my clove cigarette, <laughs> and he comes up and taps me on his shoulder, and he's about to give me a one line, right? And and I turn around, and he realizes it's me, <laughs> and like it's like oh no, <laughs> you know, like like uh, you know, I, I think he was probably more embarrassed than I was, you know, but um, yeah, that that was a moment right there. <laughs> So. How did you know he was gonna uh, try and, and pick you up? Well, he he, he did, did tell he tell me afterward. Yeah, and just a look on his face, like he was, was... mortified, like just <laughs> I mean, like grossed out, you know, um, which as to be expected, I guess. <laughs> so did he ever go back? Um, I you know I'm not sure. I, I didn't see him there not, after not that. No, no, yeah. not with me. No, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was curious. It's funny that you guys did kind of talk because I could that could easily be one of those things. There's like, and we never mentioned it again, right? But you guys actually did talk about it. Yeah, That's funny. Yep. yep. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Anyway, um, thus uh, <laughs> the beginnings of of Jinx and, and finding my character, or whatever. Right. You know, that that's that's where it all started. I'd have to say it. Rocky. Uh, the Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah. Rocky Horror. So you mentioned you kind of. Were you sneaking out um, just because of, of like a curfew or how would they have, how would your parents, did they know that you were dressing up in drag and all that? Well, kind of. Yeah. So, so at the time I was, I was, it was just me and my mom, right. Okay. And, uh, living together and, you know, like she would be in bed by 10 PM. She, she'd work in the mornings and, and whatnot. And, you know, I was getting to that point too. I was rebellious and I was ready to, you know, my, my brother, my older brother had already left you know, he was, he was on his own and right. uh, starting a family and all that. So he was about six years older than me. So, you know, I was just like going through that rebellious phase in my teens and trying to figure it out. And, and yeah, she, she knew I would kind of sneak out and she, she'd catch me with the eyeliner and stuff. But she didn't really say anything about it. It's like, okay, it's just a phase. It's just a mm-hmm. phase, you know. Sure. And, uh, and, I mean, she was always supportive with everything I ever did anyway. Oh, music okay. and okay. Yeah. So, you know, um, uh, you know, so it's like uh, there was... I don't know what I was exactly rebelling against. You know? Oh, I was in the it's same just, boat. Yeah. yeah. So uh, my mom's always been supportive of everything, but uh, there might have been a fear. She's like, I don't know, like where he's, you know, which way he's going with his life, you know. Mm-hmm. But but it, I wasn't causing any problems. I wasn't out there, you know. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't, you know, right. doing drugs or anything. Yeah. I was hanging out with with people that were pretty straight laced as far as that's concerned. Mm-hmm. So it's like, a, you know, uh, wasn't doing anything bad or, or causing any problems or, right. or getting in trouble. So. Um, um, so you mentioned, you know, you weren't into sports, you weren't into doing any of that kind of stuff. Um, did you, Was there a point where you sort of tried to fit in, you know, with all that? Or did you always just sort of like, nah, fuck this. this well, me. yeah, you know, like I said, uh, yeah, there was that period where I had the 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 long term, my first long term relationship and girlfriend. Mm. And, and uh, I was trying to conform to whatever uh, was that she more preppy. And she, she was a little more preppy, I have to say. And and uh, so, it, you know, before I, I met her, before we started dating and then uh, during like my friends even noticed, like, why are you dressing in like, I think at the time what was it Tommy Hilfiger and stuff like that. <laughs> sure. and it's like, well, you know, my girlfriend likes it. And so, you know, I was starting to kind of, you know, and I was just like, nah, this isn't me, man. You know, I yeah. like to wear all black. I like to wear <laughs> eyeliner. I, you know, I Motley Crue, you know, yeah, like so, um, uh, you know, so I was like, yeah, there was like a period where I was, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, oh, maybe this is more acceptable. I have to wear these clothes and, 
you know, but it just didn't work for me. Just, yeah. Is that what led to the end of the relationship? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I'd have to say, yeah, just, just, like, just nah, not just, who you were. Just was not who I was. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to frame this because, you know, it's not every day I talk to somebody who's toured the world and performed at the front of thousands of people, you know, people at a time. Sure. Um, so, uh, how does, you know, I, I think the interesting thing about it is like you said, you're still kind of, you know, you consider yourself kind of a nerd, mm-hmm. but I think generally people don't associate nerds with rock stars, but I think through the people I have talked to, I think a lot of musicians do see themselves that way. Cause they were sort of an outcast in, in growing up. Right. And it's just so funny that like, that an outcast, like you basically represent, you know, rock and roll is cool. It's yeah. the definition of cool. So to go from sort of viewing yourself as an outcast or actually just being one to then kind of, you know, being on the cover of magazines, kind of living this cool image, like how I don't I don't know what my question is, I guess. Okay. How how does one like how, do you ever think about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, all, all the time, you know, I, I I think it just like it was just coming into my my shell uh, or, or figuring out. Um, what is cool to me and, and realizing that that's okay. You yeah. know, that, that was a huge thing for me because I, you know, like I say, where, where I grew up and just the, uh, just the attitude towards that kind of lifestyle or that look or whatever. And I, I remember uh, going back to visit family and stuff like a couple of years after, I mean, before Black Veil, I, you know, I played in other bands and stuff. Yeah. And I, when I first came to LA, I was in a band called Amen and you know, another band called The Dreaming uh, for a few years. And, um, you know, and, and kind of getting, I mean, you know, uh, getting some experience, like toured Europe, all that. And, um, but, you know, like I would go back and visit, um, actually like one of my first bands, my first gig playing in LA was, uh, uh, with, uh, Dizzy, my, my good buddy, um, who sang for the rejects that I was talking about right. from back in Des Moines, you know, and used to go to all the, all those punk shows. And, and, uh, so we, we got together and put a little band together called the Drastics and, um, you know, I did my first show in LA and then, you know, but, uh, you know, I was like, at that point, just kind of accepting the whole glam look and lifestyle and, and, you know, Sunset Strip. And at that time, you know, too, it was really exciting for me. You know, it's like all, yeah. where all the bands I knew and grew up with, like Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses, and that's where they all started. And I was like, so I was just embracing that lifestyle. But then I would go back to visit family on, around Christmas time or something, right? Sure. And and I'm all glammed out, you know, my hair all <laughs> teased out and eyeliner and in tight pants and, and, uh, <laughs> um, and I just remember the stares I would get and, and, uh, you know, um, I, I mean, the moment I'd walk off that plane or, or to a gas station or something in, in Des Moines and, and just like, okay, you're not from around here. I'm like, well, actually I am, you know, right, right. but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just like, it's just so not acceptable, uh, that, that appearance and that just, I don't know, it's just a different way of life. Yeah. So, um, I don't know where I'm getting at, but it's like, I, I was, I just got so comfortable where, you know, I found like a group of people out in LA where I could right. be that way. You and, found your Rocky Horror. Uh, in I LA. found my Rocky Horror in LA basically. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, and it was acceptable and, and, um, yeah, so so going back and then revisiting and realizing like, oh, okay, yeah, this is why I left. You know, it's like <laughs> kind of I, I had to kind of get away from that or, or find a bigger pool to, you know, where I felt more comfortable and confident yeah. in. The first time um, you went back, or the first couple times you went back, did you debate sort of dressing down to the location? Not or at all. Like, this is who I, I, am. I, I was cocky like... and yeah. yep, and I, I think good. I've, I've, I've become good. much more humbled in, sure. in later in life, you know, where, uh, you know, it's like, okay, I'll tone it down a little bit, you right. know, when I, when yeah. I go home and stuff, but it, whatever, you know, just 
to avoid the stairs and what, but I still get the stairs, you know, the tattoos or whatever. <laughs> sure. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the time, yeah, no, I was not toning it down. Mm. I was just, I was like cocky. I was full of myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, full on glam, you know, I, I had blue and black hair, or, you know, whatever. And, yeah. um, yeah, so, and I, I was just owning it. I think I remember, yeah, going back to, uh, um, we had this thing called the Iowa State Fair. It's like the biggest thing in, in Iowa every year in the summertime. And first time I went back to go to Iowa State Fair, and I'm just like full on glam, you know, tight leather pants and, and fishnet shirt and the eyeliner. And, um, and it's just a bunch of cowboys and rodeo people, you know, and they're just like <laughs> looking at me like, who are you? What what are you? You know, <laughs> like, um, so, you know. Uh, but I was owning it, and I just, yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, you could easily just, like, if you took what you how you were dressed and then these people dressed as cowboys and pl- plucked them in California. Right. Then it would be the other way around. Exactly. would be like, who exactly. are you, fucking, you know, yeah. cowboy man, Roy Rogers? Right, right. You know? Exactly. And that's the funny thing, is that it's all just about the context of wherever you are is what base, you know, that's what based, that's what bases what's normal. Right. And exactly. I don't know. It's just uh, it's a funny thing to think about. Yeah. Um, uh, so, I mean, was it were you did you have like the bully issues and all that kind of stuff like growing up? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I could say my, my, my friends, my, my group, we were all the introverts. We were the, the, the bookworms The we'd you know, congregate in the library or, uh, me, I, I would hide in, we had this, this choir room in the back room in the choir room where I, uh, they had like a, uh, upright piano and an, uh, electric organ. And I would just, just nerd out back there, you know, yeah. and just, um, play Bach or, you know, I, I was like the <laughs> Phantom of the Opera, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I used to frequently get, uh, just picked on, beat up, um, Gosh. middle school on because I was carrying a violin case to school. Right. And that was it. You know, it's just like, oh, what, and, and, and the, you know, back then the F word was thrown around a lot. Right. You know, the, yeah. yeah. I don't want to say it here, but. The three word F word. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And very commonly. And it, it was just, uh, you know, and. I, I don't know. I, I, I played the violin because I looked up my, my grandfather, um, bless his heart, my grandfather George passed away in 2007. He, you know, he would play the fiddle and I, I was just so impressed by it, you know, and uh, that's, I wanted to play the violin because of him, you know, and, and um, you know, when I started getting into it and studying classical music and I, I had this fascination with Jan Sebastian Bach and, and uh, this music that I just, I mean, world of music I'd never known before you know i was brought up in a rock and roll family and sure. stuff so that that was kind of my rebellion too just nerding out to classical music but it just wasn't acceptable uh where i went to school and and yeah i would get i would get beat up i get picked on i'd have to like you know just run away from school at the end of the day you know <sighs> and uh so it just didn't did not get hassled you know and yeah so that was something i had to deal with um the whole time growing up and well i think it's pretty cool that even at the time you like we're still being you, you know, you weren't yeah. going to like stop playing violin or nah, doing any of that shit. You not at all. Dealt with it. And if anything, it probably deepened your love for music and all that. Absolutely. Stuff. You got, you know, I'm sure you're questioning like, you know, why am I carrying this around? Oh, it's because I really enjoy it. Because I really it. enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. If you didn't, you it makes me stopped. happy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It was something that made me happy. And then, yeah, and the thing, uh, you know, dressing up in, in costumes and the makeup or what that, that made me happy too. Yeah. And you know, it's like, um, and I, I, I was just finding myself like like being comfortable with who I am and, and uh, you know, as I, I guess, you know, now I consider myself I am an artist, you know, and, right. and I, I create and I 
uh, create music and, and uh, um, you know, I love putting on a show for people. And it's just something I enjoy. You know, when I'm on stage, I, I live for that, that moment yeah. every time. So, uh, you know, it all started there. And it just, uh, that confidence grew when I just said, you know what, fuck these guys. It just, <laughs> and, you know, and I look back and, and those people that gave, they hassled me then, like they're, uh, what are they doing now? You know, right. they, they're stuck. They're right. stuck in what, what, you know, and I, I wish them all the best, sure. you know, peace and, and all that. Um, there's no hard feelings. It's just, it's what it was. And, you know, growing up is, is hard for everybody. And you don't know what somebody else is going through in their right. life too, you know, so exactly. uh, I look back, there's no, there's no hate, there's no anger or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's uh, something I had to go through to shape who I am. And I'm, I'm happy how I turned out. So, well, yeah. And like I said, that does seem to be kind of a common thread of, of, you know, rock musicians is mm-hmm. that they've kind of, it's like almost like a rite of passage or something. Right. Uh, not one that they would choose necessarily, but I mean, has that been kind of your experience with interacting with other bands and musicians that there's kind of a common theme? Oh, quite a bit, quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. And that, you know, like I say, when uh, I got to this point, I ended up in LA and, and meeting other musicians and other, other, you know, guys in bands and stuff. We all had this kind of common ground. Like uh, I was an LA transplant and more and more, I found that most of the people I met were also LA transplants. Right. You know, they're not from LA. You no. know, they they came from somewhere somewhere else, and they ended up here because, well, they needed somewhere to go where they could right. feel to be. It was okay to be themselves. Right, be, be a freak. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and I just found that was very much common ground. Uh, the more and more I, I got into the scene and, and meeting other musicians and, and people I could jam with and gel with, and uh, you know, like when I, I met Jake and Cece and we were jamming, and it's just like. We, I mean, Cece uh, came from here, and then Jake, uh, he came from Minnesota, Idaho, yeah. where he grew up. And um, but you know, Midwest boy, Ashley, Midwest as well, Missouri, and then Andy from Midwest. Ohio. You know, yeah, yeah Midwest. It's like we all kind of had this common uh, thing that we experienced. We, we and we were all bullied. We were all you know just for being different or liking what we liked, and it's just something we all went through. And eventually, we found each other. Right. And yeah, yeah, I would imagine particularly early on, you know, there. There probably it's it's probably a, a fairly welcoming community because it is made up of people who weren't welcomed, you know, right from wherever they came from. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure, you know, as you get bigger and people's egos get bigger, there's the potential for, you know, beef for drama or whatever. Sure. But yeah. I feel like I, I would imagine it was a fairly, you know, welcoming community. Absolutely. Supportive. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Um, so so you, you came out to LA like right after high school or what, what was your no uh, like I said I went to Portland Oregon first. oh right 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 yeah right, right. yeah so um and actually it was a girl I met in Rocky Horror in Des Moines yeah. and I you know I ended up following her out to to Portland and I, I was there for a few years and and um you know trying to do the band thing like I I, I was involved in like maybe three or four different projects at one time yeah. and and it, they had a pretty cool scene it was pretty hip and stuff and uh but to me, I don't know. Uh, it was just a bit too pretentious. Like everyone mm. was just a little too cocky about like, oh, well, we're from here and, you know, we don't really want uh, to break out of this scene. Like, this right. is it. And like, well, no, dude, I want to tour the world. I, want, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And, you don't want to conquer um, Portland. You want to conquer yeah, the world. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. And uh, yeah, it wasn't until I came to L.A. to, you know, like I said, I did that first gig with, with uh, Dizzy from the Rejects right. and stuff. And then um, he introduced me, you know, I. Uh, oh, so much to, to to Dizzy Drastic, you know, for introducing me to the right people and making connections for me. And then, uh, you know, then I, I met um, uh, Casey Kaus, Amen, uh, my buddy Joe Letts, who played drums. And, you know, we uh, joined that band. We toured Europe together and just experienced a lot. You know, we were we were all very green and cocky in those days. And, and uh, but, you know, it was just a life experience that you just can't uh, replicate or, or, or um, look 
you know, frowned upon, you know, it right. was something that, that happened and, and, uh, it was exciting and, and, you and know. how old were you? Uh, so I was, on that first year yeah, I, would, I was in my early twenties. Okay. So yeah. So what was that tour like? I mean, you know, just being that age and doing your first tour was, I imagine that was probably the first time you'd been to Europe period or had yeah. you been? Yeah. yeah. First time period. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was exciting. I mean, we were just like, um, right off the bat we were doing, shows uh festivals a uh, festival season so it was like like may june uh and we were doing like all the big fest metal festivals with like iron maiden and and wow. uh yeah slayer and you know so we're playing in front of like eighty thousand people you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> you know I'm, I'm like i'm used to playing in a room full of you know maybe like there's 10 people and just kind of like you know <laughs> arms crossed and just kind of right. like uh, yeah, yeah nodding their heads you know the shoegaze <laughs> are kind of you know and now here i am playing like it's just maddening you know yeah. just like night and day so um <laughs> i got that out of my belt i got that uh under my belt you know and then we yeah we did like a, a uk tour after that headliner um we were just doing like um all the academies and stuff in the uk and and uh and I mean, just packed houses and just and punk rock. I mean, like these kids were just diehard for this band, right? You yeah. know, and I I had no clue, and it was just like, it was insane, insane, just madness. And um, so I came back from that just hungry, hungry, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, we came back from that tour. We kind of fell apart as a band, like, uh, you know, explain like what happened. But we just yeah. kind of went separate ways, sure. you know, as you do, and and uh, didn't make really make any money from that tour. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I ended up with another band, uh, Chris Hall from the band Stabbing Westward, um, contacted me and say, Hey, Hey bro, do you want to, you know, we, we'd, we'd met, we were acquaintances, uh, through mutual friends and, and, uh, he's, he was starting up a new band called the dreaming and it's like, yeah, it sounds cool. You know? So, um, I did that, uh, we, we did that for about four years together and, mm -hmm. and just, um, didn't really break out of the States with that. We just toured around, uh, the U S, um, but we had a lot of fun doing it. We put out a record, uh, independent re released, and all that. And and then um, yeah, it was a, around the end of that. And then I, you know, I was introduced to Jake and and uh, you know what he was he was doing. He was writing music. And then I I heard what he was doing. I was like, oh, I want to do that. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. And uh, we just started jamming together. And you know, uh, we met CC. And you know, just like things just kind of right. fell into place. And it, yeah. one thing led to another. And then I was like, my time was done with the dreaming. You know, I was like, mm -hmm. all right, I'm gonna kind of move on. I'm gonna play with these guys now yeah. you know well yeah and that's it's 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 interesting because i i um was talking to the uh latest class of alums from where i went to college uh, art school uh, -huh. uh they come out to la right after they graduate and screen their movies for people and all this stuff but anyway they, uh, i was asked to like talk to to some of the students and and i just told them like you got to put yourself in a position where things can happen right and it you know and yeah. for you that was you know getting out of des moines right and then you know making it clear what you want to do yeah. and then meeting people and then playing and, you know, and then it all just kind of happens. Right. Um, uh, was there, you know, why do you think, you know, I think a lot of people, particularly in areas like, you know, where we grew up, they may love playing music and then they're content to play on the weekends at the bar or whatever. Um, so what was, you know, what was it in you that you think you just knew like that's not going to be enough? Uh, well, I just, I just saw the potential and, yeah. you know, and I, you know, I, I think the mentality is, has a lot to do with it. Yeah. And it, you know, to, to people where, where we grew up or where I grew up, uh, it's just, it's, it's like a pipe dream. It's just so far out of reach. Right. You know, and I, I don't know what, what, why the mentality is that, that, you know, I don't know if they just feel like, oh, you know, we're 
stuck in the middle of the country or, you know, it's just like the, the I mean, I think the mentality too is like the, the, uh, the idea of traveling to like another country or tra- somewhere far away is just like just out of reach. So out mm-hmm. of reach, you know, and then in, when you grow up where like everything is just kind of, uh, comfortable and, and, uh, within reach and, you know, just all, you know, uh, right. and it's just comfort, a comfort, I guess. Yeah. I think that's it. And, and that's all it is. People just get really comfortable in that lifestyle and that, right. that way of life and that mentality. And, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, and I do have to say it is uncomfortable, uh, breaking out of that. And, you know, I, there was many years I, I spent, uh, sleeping on couches or, or homeless and, you know, we were talking about taxes. I mean, there was like a few years where I, I was just a ghost and I didn't yeah. pay, ta- you know, cause yeah. I, I was like, you know, I'm not, I didn't have anywhere to live. I was just kind of living in rehearsal spaces and it's not comfortable, yeah. you know? So, you know, I, it's understandable, uh, that people will just get comfortable. It's like, well, I have a good paying job. I have a family and I'm happy to play music on the weekends. Right. Me at, you know, my cocky self at, at you know, 18, whatever, that was not enough for me. Sure. You know, yeah. I, I needed, no, I, I wanted it all. So, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I had to break out of that mentality. Um, well, I'm glad you mentioned like sort of, you know, living in your car and everything else, because I feel mm. like oftentimes um, in interviews, I always feel like those times are glossed over and it makes sense because it's not fond memories, probably. Right. Um, not with you, but just anytime, uh, you know, talking to somebody who's a success. Mm-hmm. So um, what was, you know, what was that period of time like for you? Like, did you ever question your decision your choice oh absolutely just, every yeah. day yeah every yeah. day it's like what what am i doing you know and, and I, I would have my my mom or my brother come visit you know like oh you know my rock star brother you know he's like living in la and living it up and then they come see how i'm i'm living and i'm like hmm this isn't so glamorous you know <laughs> he's living in a rehearsal space and mm-hmm. we're out of his van and and it's like well yeah you know like rent's uh, not cheap in LA you know the cost yeah. of living is so high we you know we have a huge homeless problem here and and it's it's why like rent there's no rent control right now and it's it's a lot that needs to be done but it's like i, I tell people now like how much uh, you know we we pay a month for like yeah. you know where we live and stuff and, and I'm like uh that's insane yeah. <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> it's just like uh so unheard of you know and and, and like uh, you know i could go back to out of reach you know yeah. and um you know not that i'm 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 rich or anything like that or but you're you know, making a living i'm making a living and it's yeah. it's yeah it's comfortable way, i guess not yeah the, yeah the exactly <laughs> right so um but yeah no it's a, it, there were times when yeah, I was, you know, living out of the rehearsal space and just, just, yeah, of course, constantly like, what am I doing in life? But you know what? I didn't, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I got through those times. It wasn't like there were dark times either. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I was playing music. I was around musicians and I was happy. I was content with that at the time. Yeah. So, you know, um, and yeah, you know, I got to meet a lot of people and mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, interesting characters and, and, uh, you know, just finding my place in the world really. Yeah. So, um, when do you feel like you did find your place, or do you feel that way now? I, I'm still trying to figure myself <laughs> sure. out, man. Yeah, you yeah. know what? What am I? What? What is Jinx? <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe uh, you remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's great. Yeah. Don't steal that, anybody. Um, so, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, I'm never, yeah. never done uh, defining who I am. You right. know, I'm always constantly reinventing myself, and I, I think everyone should do the same. You know, like don't don't be content. Like if you get content with a certain period in your life, then and then you look back to it with fond memories, and then that's it. And now you're depressed because oh, I did that then, and that was the best. No, that that's depressing. Don't yeah. don't be like that. No, right. every new day and every period in your life should be the happiest. And mm-hmm. if it's not, then you need to change something. Definitely. So yeah. Were there a few times that you could like pinpoint that like you did feel like okay, I'm. I'm on the right path. 
or, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, let's see, when we were just still coming up, I think we just put out our second record, Set the World on Fire, and we're on tour with Avenged Sevenfold and, mm-hmm. and you know, playing arenas and stuff. And we're, um, you know, and I, I'm in like full on Set the World on Fire uh, gear, right? right. And, and, Which is like, and like stilettos and, and yeah, yeah, and the makeup <laughs> and the just the, the studs and the leather and, and, uh, and I don't know, there's just something about, you know, we were putting on the war paint and just getting ready for a show and, and you know, uh, and then we'd warm up before going on stage and it just like, it felt right. Everything felt right, you yeah. know? And, um, yeah, I mean that, when I started feeling that for the first time, that feeling with these five guys, you know, the other four guys and, uh, you know, it just, that felt right. And I felt like we accomplished something. We accomplished that goal that I was setting out to do from the time when I, you know, left home and sure. Yeah. So, um, I know I'm kind of bouncing around, but, uh, um, what was it like to sort of to go from kind of feeling like the outcast and sort of having like an, a, you know, an intimate group of people who you, who you sort of felt understood with to then, you know, having people run up and be excited to see you for who you are and, you know, sort of be that definition of cool now. Right. Uh, you know, I, I don't, that had to be sort of an interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's actually a really great question. And, and, uh, I got to think about how to answer that sure, because, yeah. because yeah, now thinking about that, that is, it, it is, it's, it's still really odd to me, uh, in dealing with, I'm still introverted. I'm still, I still consider myself a nerd, you know, I still love just sitting home and reading a book and, you know, behind closed doors and, and just, I'm quiet and normally and, and, uh, you know, so when somebody runs up to me, like say for instance, uh, you know, I'll be out and out and about with my wife, like we'll be shopping at like Target or something, you know, whatever, you know, who knows. And, and, uh, and I, you know, I feel those eyes upon me, you know, (laughs) there's, there's going to be this, this one fan or whatever it's happens to spot me and, and, uh, um, and I'm like, okay, all right, I just got to, you know, Zen out a little bit, like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, Hey, do you want a picture? Let's do, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's still weird to me. It's still weird because I, I, I just don't think about it, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, when, yeah, like when we're out on tour and stuff and meeting fans, like the meet and greets and stuff, that's one thing is you were expecting that. You right. Know? Yeah. You're in kind of yeah. your Yeah. So, uh, it just depends on the place and the time, I guess. Sure. And, and where my mindset is at, because, yeah. you know, when I'm, when I'm off the road and I'm just home and I'm just, you know, my, myself, I just kind of put that, uh, I guess that persona away for a little bit that, mm-hmm. you know, that on stage jinx crazy character away yeah. for a little bit and I you know I'm back just kind of being a normal normal whatever normal is to well, me yeah. you know yeah but sure. um you know so when it when it does happen uh, out of context it, I get a little bit shocked you know yeah. and I was like oh okay all right you all know right. Yeah. Little, yeah so I don't really know how to explain the feeling sure. um but yeah it's still it's still odd to me it, yeah yeah uh um within like the world of rock and roll you know there's the drugs and sex and all that stuff so um and however you want to answer this, but I'm just curious, you know, if it seems like you were pretty confident throughout your years in Des Moines, you mm-hmm. know, like you, you knew who you were to an extent and yeah. going to really change. But I'm just curious if, you know, again, and it, I guess I'm kind of in that same theme of once people see you in a certain way, does that change? You know, like, I don't know, like, what were the early years? Like, what was it like having girls sort of throw themselves at you <laughs> for the first time? you know exciting <laughs> uh you know when you're i mean at, at that age and just kind of uh at the height of your you know pubescent stage i guess yeah. you know and yeah. you're, you're uh 
So uh, and especially early, you know, late late teens, early twenties, and then you know, as I was getting out on the road for the first time with my earlier bands and stuff, it, yeah, it was very exciting. You know, it, it definitely was a, a boost in confidence. I have to say, you know, and um, but yeah, I, you know, I could see where that becomes a problem with a lot of people, and you just you get uh, you can either build up an ego or or it just uh, becomes an obsession. Right. So you know. Uh, at, yeah, after time, I, I realized that that wasn't what I needed to. I didn't need that um, uh, to 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 build my confidence. I needed right. something else, you know. Right. That More yeah, substance and, exactly. You know, all that yeah. Um, were you ever? Did you ever have to like pretend to be confident in those early situations? Whether it was you know like on the inside, were you like insecure about that? Like I don't know how to do like what I mean. I don't. Mean, I guess I'm just. Is there a little bit of pretending? to be this confident person all the time yeah. all the time yeah you're putting on a show you're putting on a face you're putting on this this front yeah that you know it's not necessarily who you are inside right yeah yeah constantly you're always yeah. putting on a show yeah it's just such a i don't know i i had a experience in a way i kind of see a similarity between like professional wrestlers and rock stars right like i remember when i was a kid um ray mysterio jr who was a big wcw guy uh he was they were doing a signing at like a Target or a grocery store or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like 12 and I got there early and he didn't have like his mask on. And I just saw like a guy who was like looking at groceries and was like frustrated <laughs> about something. Yeah. And he yeah. was just kind of in his own world. Uh-huh. And like, you know, this is like some high flying, high energy. And I just saw like, oh, this is just a person. <laughs> yes. You know. Right. And I think it's just when you're performing in front of thousands of people, you know, you just assume that this person's walking around. Like they know what they're doing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know? So, so on that note, yeah. Like, as, you know, I was mentioning like a, a Target or Walmart or whatever with my wife, you know, like I get caught, you know, it's like, right. oh, uh, okay, I'm out and about and, uh, you know, I'm not done up. I'm just like, I, you know, I'm still in my pajamas or whatever. We're just doing some shopping or, or like I'm, you know, at Trader Joe's, you know, or whatever. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, there, there was, there's like one person who worked at our Trader Joe's. It was like, uh, aren't you in Blackville Brides? I'm like, yes. And, you know, but yeah, it's yeah. like, if it's, uh, it's kind of right. weird. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm home. You know, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's a different um yeah when you get kind of caught out of context you know like like i say when you're out on the road and you know we're, we're doing meet and greets and stuff and we're just kind of in that that element and stuff and that persona every day uh i, I think people just expect that we're that way every day sure, when we're yeah. home you know and, right. and well we're not necessarily you know <laughs> right. like i you know i enjoy uh sitting in my studio at home in my pajamas and you know or whatever and or right. uh, so you know it's like yeah i don't put on the makeup every day and I don't, sure. you know, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, it'd be funny if I did and I had pe- yeah. people come over and like, I'm just sitting there watching TV and eating a bowl of ramen and, you know, I'm just full, like set the world on fire regalia, you right. know, but yeah. I, you know, I don't know if people expect that or what, but, um, you know, so yeah, there's a time when you have to turn it off and then time when, you know, yeah, yeah. you probably want to turn it off. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, well, as we're kind of wrapping up, uh, so what, what's on the, the horizon for you? What's coming up? Um, well, we, we have a lot coming up, actually. We're working on uh, re-recording uh, We Stitch These Wounds, and which is very exciting. We're going to... first album. Yeah, right? it was our first record that uh, came out in 2010. Uh, we're looking to release that next year for the 10-year anniversary. That's exciting. So very That's exciting. Awesome. Yep, yep. So uh, so we're working on that right now, and, uh, you know, whatever entails with that tour and whatnot. So um, very excited to get back out on the road again with Black Veil when that happens. Uh and then more currently for myself, um, I've been working on a little project that's kind of a secret, but kind of part of uh, the reason why I went to Des Moines 
uh, other than seeing family and all that, was doing a bit of research for a project I'm working on that's very, very close to home. And uh, uh, so kind of breaking into the film industry a little bit. Yeah, so, um, like composing and stuff, right? Yeah, composing. And, and uh, so, yeah, and I've, I've got a story uh, they've been working on in a script. And so kind of working on a project with uh, something that happened to me when I was a kid uh, in the house that I grew up in. And... I'm um, very excited to tell that story yeah. uh, and uh, get that out there. So that's that's what I'm primarily working on right now. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate you, you coming on and, and talking about uh, all this good stuff. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to hear the re-release and everything else you got going on. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah. That was the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was great talking with, with Jenks. Uh, one of the many things I love about the show is just as often as I'm talking to somebody I've never met before, uh, I'm also talking to people that maybe I have known for a while, but uh, when there's a microphone in front of your face, you know, you can just ask the questions that you wouldn't normally ask in everyday conversation. So it was great uh, talking with him in, in depth about sort of his background and, and all that good stuff. So um, now, uh, as sort of a special bonus, I'm going to talk Here's my conversation with Andrew Porter about the sort of the, the foundations of the show. Well, here we are. Here it is. On the 100th episode of the show, it only felt fitting to uh, talk with you, who were here for like 48 of them or something. Something like that, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> how long it's been? It's been a bit. It's been a bit. Yeah. How you been? <laughs> Good. Yeah, good. You know, I mean, this is very natural as a way to catch up. So, right. yeah, doing good. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. Just hanging out with two microphones, you know, like as friends do. I don't know if I've... It's kind of... I've never done the, the couch thing for the show. I don't know how I Yeah, feel you mentioned it. that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what don't you like? What do you like? What are you, like, you going to keep? What you, yeah. <laughs> Extremely, yeah, 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 yeah. Something about a table, I just—it's it a delineation. A, it's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this feels like <laughs> yeah. It feels like and also like our also, couch is an ideal for it because it's like the like ideally, if, like if it was just one, if this wasn't here, mm -hmm. then we could have a little. I feel like I'm very close to you. Um, I don't know that I've sat this close <laughs> to you uh, since we were on the airplane together to Jamaica. Oh then, yeah, that was already a small plane, <laughs> and that was. Then we got closer. I remember that. That was yeah, because I just got back from flying, and every time I think of, anytime I'm on a flight, I always just look at the person sitting next to me and go, uh, and just think. I hope I don't touch their upper thigh. Like that I was yeah. You. Was it even a storm? <laughs> I don't. It was pitch black, so I have no idea what was going on outside. Okay, it, it was legitimate turbulence. I just remember I was. I remember I was asleep. I could yes. feel it. Uh, the plane's shaking a little bit, as a plane sometimes does. Yes. And I was like, "Well, I'm going to, I'm going to sleep, yeah. and try to sleep through this, whatever. If it gets worse." And then I did. I went to sleep, and then I was shocked awake <laughs> by just a claw onto my upper thigh, and I didn't know what was happening. And it, it truly did scare the shit out of me for a second. And then I looked, and it was you, just wide eyes, <laughs> like this close to my face, and. The turbulence was so much worse. And then I don't know what did I do? Did I say anything or You were not? just like a like a father talking to a, a, a scared little boy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you were just like, it's going to be fine. 
Yeah. You said it in a very reassuring way. Yeah. That uh, that I appreciated. Yeah. And then um, and then I was incredibly embarrassed. The rest yeah, of the I remember time. I went right back to bed. Yeah, too. you went right back to bed, bed which helped. Yeah. Which helped. Yeah, to bed. Yeah, because yeah, that's the thing. I decided in that moment, if I stay <laughs> awake and try to talk you through this, it's only going to make it worse because yeah. it's going to amp up. Right. seriousness but if i just go back to sleep i get more sleep and <laughs> yeah. you get to see that it's not a big eject yourself yeah, yeah. from this awkward conversation yeah it wasn't awkward just well, uh, no. i wanted to sleep moment I guess. yeah yeah and then yeah we landed in chicago and then, oh uh, that's right and i was like i'm just gonna go walk around for a while <laughs> <laughs> that's right and i was just like i don't know you buddy i don't know i forgot that was that was a weird it's just it's way. the worst time to fly you're just hurtling through darkness yeah, like yeah. now, I just get an I, I get a window seat and I fly during the morning. How about over large bodies of water? Yeah, yeah. I haven't had to do what's that. What's the difference? I don't know. Somehow that seems like a more welcoming landing. Supposedly it's worse. <laughs> well, supposedly it's a lot worse. Yeah. Well, I, I don't I mean, fly like over putting bodies this idea of water. Like I say that you just stir yeah. off into the middle mm. distance there for a second. Mm. Yeah, it's just hurtling through darkness that I don't like. Now I sit, I sit in the window seat, and uh, then I can see the clouds. But, yeah, but you and then go, it makes sense to me. You go to Disney, yeah, quite a lot. Yes, and ride rides. No, not really. What do you do there? Oh, I walk around. <laughs> go on the teacups. <laughs> All right. Okay. Do they still got Dumbo? They still have Dumbo. Yeah, I did that one uh, that a, on that Monday. Was, that was my favorite. Dumbo. Yeah, that was a fun one. I'll, you know, I've done them. I, I've once I went when my brother came here to visit that inspired me to do Space Mountain and I just made this large guttural sound the entire time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Did you I like it though at the end or no? No. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at we, all. We, we went we had a class trip to Epcot mm -hmm. in school and we went there and I was the same. But then they got me on uh, Space Mountain Bay. <laughs> the people management got me on Space Mountain. And uh, I loved it after that. And we actually, a teacher cried because uh, she wanted because she wanted to go to the uh, the parade, but we were on Space Mountain constantly, and she couldn't find us. And yeah. then finally, she found us, and the parade had already happened, and she started crying. Is that what was going on in her life? I that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like, on one hand, you can laugh at it; on the other hand, is something's going on there. Yeah, that's that's There's some you'll, weight you'll to it. I'm sure you laughed in the moment. I think we not were. Not I, I don't. I, I don't think we did. I think we were too taken aback that we that she was crying mm. all of a sudden at the mm. happiest place on earth. And we're yeah, just, you know, this makes it really sad. Yeah, yeah. I remember they also had robot trash cans. Wow. Yeah, that hasn't made it to Disneyland. Well, they uh, good because we kept trying to tackle them, so <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> That's probably why. Yeah. Well, what else is going on? Not much. Just life and work and. Uh, play <laughs> here's here's a question so so i was on for like 48 episodes yes. or so yes for these last uh 52 yes what has been some of the bigger takeaways that's a broad question so i'll narrow it down but like how have you seen like your interview style progress have you learned anything from your interview style that's that's changed a fine question i thought so from a, a fine former interviewer yeah right yeah exactly um I think, thankfully, to an extent, I've run out of stories. Oh, so the dynamic that's a blessing and a curse, right there. That's yeah, because that says that okay, my life isn't complete shit story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
because after a hundred episodes, you know. Yeah. Um, but and I think as a result of that, because originally the concept we came up with on your porch was the guests would share a story, and then each of us would share yes. one and kind of have a theme. And uh, and I still try and do that when when applicable, mm-hmm. but most of the time I just don't want to repeat myself, you know. Yeah. So now I just you know uh, I think I just ask more and listen more to their stories. Yeah. And sometimes the story is really just like a starting off point to go another. Really, it's just like I used to panic when people had a five minute story, and it's still not ideal. It's yeah, because uh, that's <laughs> yeah, obviously. But uh, now I'm just like instead of just mindless banter i try to just ask equally personal questions mm-hmm. that the story warranted and then just try and get down and talk about all the bad shit they've been through yeah 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 that, and i was just about to say he's like i remember uh most of the episodes that we did together a lot of the the guests afterwards after you shut everything down they usually say wow that was i didn't either like i didn't expect to go that deep on that subject or these subjects yeah is actually kind of uh therapeutic is kind of what a lot yeah. of people say is that was more therapeutic than I expected it to be. Is it, has it this, is it the same level of that view at this point or it, has that the therapy level kind of dropped off at this point? Now no, it's just... I, think, I think, yeah, it's still that way. And I think um, it's nice because I get emails from listeners just, you know, saying either that they could relate to a story that the guests have told yeah. and, it, you know, it kind of put things in perspective for them or, even if it, they couldn't relate to it, they've been going through something shitty themselves, and this was just a nice reminder that we're all going through yeah. shit. And uh, um, I've kind of bi- battled back and forth with, I don't want to seem like this is the most important thing in the world, this show, but uh, you know, at the same time, it is nice to know that uh, it's having an impact on people's lives. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to lean into that a little bit more, and I haven't been a f- as... I haven't been uh, nervous or afraid to dive into just straight up dark subjects that aren't particularly funny. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> you've definitely done that. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, we had, uh, um, you know, a, a great guest who was is battling brain cancer. Yeah, and, you know, had her on, and you know, we found some funny in that, but mainly it was just, uh, you know, inspiring the way that she's handling it all, and then uh, had guests who, you know, just grew up with terrible living situations, yeah, with parents and stuff. Uh, and then, you know, we've also just I've done plenty of goofy episodes, too. But so it's really just kind of whatever the most. And it's a, it, the the weirdest part is just reaching out to people blind uh, and saying, hey, uh, tell I'd me, like to tell hear me about, a, your painful moment. Yeah. The worst moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. the worst moments of your life. And then we're just going to riff on it. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah then we'll yeah. just throw in some, some yeah. fun jokes about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, so I, and now I just acknowledge that when I'm sending Instagram That's messages smart. to yeah. get potential guests. And thankfully, the, you know, the show and everything else I've done is well enough that I think I appear at least semi-legitimate with yep. followers or whatever. It means nothing to me, but, you know, yeah. um, so I think that helps. Cause like, who's this? And, and really, there's not that many cities where a stranger could just send you a message. Hey, want to come over to my house and talk about the worst moments of your life? I'm I'm not licensed in any way. No, <laughs> there's yeah. I'm going to film documented. it. It's going to, yeah. yeah then they live on the internet it. forever. Just come on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It's led to some really great conversations, and it's nice, uh, you know, since I work from home, it's a nice way to just engage with creative people on a weekly yeah. basis. And actually, an upcoming guest uh, has a really interesting story about uh, he does. He's a stand-up, and he 
drugs fucked him up pretty good, and then he got clean, and now he performs shows at rehab centers. And um, it's a really interesting, you know, uh, life that he has for himself now. And so now I just met with him today. We're going to try and make a documentary. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's That's cool great. when, uh, you know, a conversation could lead to something more. Completely. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, I think, uh, uh, I remember we when we were roommates, we had our friends over, and then either they said it or we said it when they left, but we just felt like they must have felt like they were, like, guests on a TV show. Yes. Like a talk show. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So we could yeah, just naturally that. play host, and there's a lot of banter and yeah. goofiness between us, so... I think going solo, it's just, uh, you know, you are missed in that regard. But as a result, the show's just evolved into more of just like a genuine conversation that hopefully has some laughs. Completely. That <laughs> makes that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's definitely changed, but, uh, you know, still enjoyed doing it and everything. So, because um, originally, uh, I was trying to think about it. Originally, we were, we were trying to do like a, like a live yes. action like variety show on yes. like a monthly basis with like a band and that a was bunch of other stuff. <laughs> yeah 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 I do remember that yeah it was gonna be yeah it was gonna be literally that like a variety show and we were just gonna bring in like I think it was the idea was not just comedians in for interviews but just kind of everyday folks in for interviews and and kind of start from there like a mailman something like that right Some yeah occupation, just everyday people yeah, yeah just everyday people. And kind of just uh, step into their lives for a little bit. Yeah. And then I think we just decided at some point that was going to be way too much work. It's going to be way too much work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, And then Bad Times, Good Stories. I can't remember who suggested it, but that was just a phrase that our friend in college... I think it was you. I think it was, yeah. Was it me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it just fit perfectly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. Um, But uh, I'm curious... Why did you decide that you didn't want to return when I, we came back from hiatus? For me, it was I was in a space where uh, it was like work was slowing down, and I realized I needed to put as much uh, effort into that area as possible, just right. paying gigs and stuff, that and which sense. thankfully has picked up pretty well now at this point. But yeah, at that point, it was okay. Just like enough shenanigans, got to focus on the work. Not so much shenanigans, but like, well, yeah, I was at a... <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I won't be as polite. Yeah, fucking shenanigans. Um, yeah, yeah, I was just like, okay, I got to pay the bills and got to focus sure. on that, essentially. Yeah. yeah, Makes sense. Yeah. Well, anytime you want to, you know, be a... We, can, we could have... We could... You can come back anytime you want. Thank you. And we can we could have uh, the two co-hosts set up with somebody... That we talk to. <laughs> That's how that <laughs> do works. Do a show. Yeah. yeah. Basically just do a yeah, show. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd be down for that. Yeah. 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 Well, it was good chatting with you. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> and then we just. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice. I just walk out the window. <laughs> yeah, just walk separate directions. <laughs> <laughs> Shake hands. <laughs> so, uh, not oh, seeing you again, am I? No, I'm not yeah, seeing you. That's again. it. No, now we're going to get dinner. Yeah. I said ramen earlier. I'm, I'm down for that or are whatever. I, I what are you thinking now? I might want something with more substance. I'm pretty hungry. Ramen can be substance. Well, what are you thinking now? If not ramen, what are you? Bur- I'm down for burger. whatever. Burger? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. I heard that <laughs> coming from a mile away. <laughs> something with more substance means burger. <laughs> I'm actually very down for a burger. We'll see. 
We'll see how it goes. Why are you toying <laughs> with the, just burger or ramen? Mix the two. I think there's a place that has a kimchi burger. It's a burger with kimchi. Do in they it. have beer? Yeah. Sounds okay. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. All right. <laughs> <Then we're> just, <laughs> I feel like we're just about to make out now at this point. Like, what point did we start making out? <laughs> just begrudgingly taking off our shirts. Well, I know how to get the foreplay going. I'll just touch your thigh again. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot. You know when you wake up and sometimes even like if you're in, if you're visiting family and you wake up and there's a split half second where you don't know where you are? Yeah. Just like that. Imagine that, but also there's a claw hand <laughs> on your leg so you don't really remember you where you are. It's very loud. <laughs> and then your friend is inches from your face just... And then I think I did it again, because that was just the connecting flight. And then from Chicago to Jamaica, I think I got your knee that time. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't, pr- to be clear, I didn't purposely go for no, your no, upper no, thigh. No, 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 no. It was just no. a reactionary thing. It was any part of the leg was enough. <laughs> I'll tell you that. But you just did did that. Yeah, yeah. got a good squeeze. Yeah, yeah. you did. <laughs> kind of tickled. Well, thanks for dropping by. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. That was the second part of the episode. I hope you enjoyed that as well. If you're still with me, uh, I just want to thank you again for for being with me on this journey. I really do. This this show means a lot to me. And uh, um, as I told Andrew, I think one of the the fun things about doing something for this long is that it can evolve and become different things. And I enjoy talking with somebody about how they peed themselves on a first date just as much as I do uh, a more serious topic like growing up with a schizophrenic mom or uh, battling brain cancer or whatever it is. Um, Because I think, you know, as I go through my own challenges, like we all have, we all have our own challenges. It's nice and refreshing, honestly, to talk with people about the stuff they've been through. It's just a nice reminder that, uh, None of us are alone. We're all dealing with shit, and uh, we just try to do the best we can. And hopefully, we're able to laugh about it. So, um, you know, from the emails that I get from you guys, I- I'm glad to know that that the intentions of the show are coming to fruition. And, um, you know, they've benefited you in some way. So, glad to hear that. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Check out badtimesgoodstoriespod.com for past episodes, merch, and a link to the Patreon page. Give us that five stars on iTunes. And uh, here's to another 100 episodes of the pod. So, until next Wednesday, keep laughing. Keep laughing.